Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and it is our 2023 Territorial Cup preview on this Thanksgiving Saturday. Matt, uh, the game lost a little bit of oomph with the Ducks beating the Beavers last night. Um, I'm fine with that. that. That does not bother me in the least, but yeah, I suppose so. But as Trenton Borgay said, and as Jalen Conyers said, this is ASU's bowl game. This is it, you know? This is it. I mean, last game we'll play until, uh, you know, end of August in, in 2024. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you throw everything out there and uh, see see how it all shakes out. Um, you know, it's a home game and, and uh, kind of one of those, like, nothing to lose, everything to gain sort of feels. Well, and the the big news coming into this game is that it appears Jaden Rashad is going to start at quarterback for the first time in months. Uh, yeah, it's he, we too. Yeah, he retains his redshirt eligibility as this will be his third appearance of the season. Yep. He he remains the team's leading passer in terms of touchdowns, uh, which, which is wild. I had no idea that was the case till I I sent you the tweet yesterday and and. Honestly, I sent you the tweet with the news that he was starting, and then uh, you know, after I sent it, I read the second sentence. I'm like, "Wow, that's uh, that's quite notable." That with three touchdown passes in the first two games and not having played since, he's still the leader in touchdown passes. It'll be a good opportunity for the Devils to see what they have potentially coming back next year. You assume the O line is going to be rebuilt, but Rashada yeah, uh, Rashada would technically be a redshirt freshman next year. Scadaboo could come back as a senior. Jalen Conyers could come back as a senior. Uh, a number of the receiving core could come back. So, you know, good to get one more bite at the apple sure, with this group. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you hope that you get some of that personnel back, and then you need to, you certainly need to add personnel. I mean, the offense and that stat about the touchdown passes tells you a lot because. It's also not like we're a dominant running team. Uh, you know, Scadaboo's our leading rusher, and he's not close to a thousand yards. So, I mean, the offense has been a struggle all year. Um, somehow, put up thirty-eight points against Washington State, but aside from that, it's been rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of a of a hopefully a look at, at what you have next year. Yeah, and, and as we've talked about all season, this is a, a bit of a house money season for sure, Dillingham, sure. but you know, it's a rivalry game. He, I, I heard he played a film about the rivalry to explain the importance because of the number of transfers and non Arizona <laughs> which is, people, which is interesting. And that's true. I mean, it is, uh, you know, it's an interesting senior day. I don't know how many, uh, you know, I don't know how many are participating. Cause again, like you said, you got guys who are seniors, but could come back. Um, but you know, how many seniors do we have who have been here for four plus years? I, well, and how I many mean, do we have who've been here for four months? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Borgay, uh, is one that comes to mind. I, I'm struggling to think of anybody else who has been here, you know, with ASU since at least 2020. There's probably a couple others that I'm, I'm not remembering. Is it Badger? But, I feel like I guess he would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he was a true freshman that year, wasn't he? He was yeah. in that class with with Wilson, and yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Although he didn't, I mean, he didn't play. So he, he, he he didn't play in twenty twenty. He wasn't even you know part of the active roster, wasn't he? Wasn't he a gray shirt or yeah. whatever? So yeah, I mean, I guess he was on the you know he was in the program, 
which is more than you could say for a lot of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be that way. I mean, that may be the new norm, in all honesty, yeah. that you don't have a lot of four and five year guys. But it's it's certainly going to be that way for us for the next uh, couple of years, probably, because, you know, we got to we got to continue to do a lot of replacing. And that will, you know, there'll be a time for that coming up real soon. I mean, the transfer portal opens on, on Monday the 4th. Um, and certainly, you know, figure we'll lose some guys and figure we need to gain a lot of guys. Do you think anyone will commit to more than two different schools in the portal window where they opt in and out and in and out? <sighs> probably, probably. I, I mean, it, yeah. it, uh, it happens, you know, he's going there and, oh, well, maybe not. And I mean, I, I, you know, I always follow the quarterbacks and, and I don't mean to pick on this kid because maybe he's a hundred percent set on doing, you know, but I saw the Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels put out a, you know, social media video. He's coming back. And I thought, I happen to know a quarterback whose name is very similar to him who did the same thing. And then he ended up not staying. So like, you know, kind of alert me in maybe February and we'll see where the rosters are at. Uh, Cause people change their minds very easily in this time of year. Yes. Very true. Which, um, before we end this conversation, we don't have to go there yet. We should probably talk a little Jake Daniels. He might yeah. win the Heisman. Yeah, well, let's let's finish on the game. That's it. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. We. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, it's it's not only the Arizona game, but it is the end of the Pac-12 era, um, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe. You know, I know we've talked about it a lot, but, but it's one of those, like, as much as we've talked about it, maybe we haven't talked about it enough. Uh, that, you know, these, these familiar, I know we'll still play Arizona, but you know, the familiar conference affiliations are, are all gone except for Arizona, basically. Yeah. I mean, hanging on to Utah and Colorado doesn't do a whole lot for me. I don't think it does a lot for you either. I agree. I mean, it's, it's better than nothing, but we've only been in that conference with them for a little over 10 years. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's the, you know, the conference that, that we grew up with in Tucson, and, and then that we, you know, went through ASU with, because the whole time we were at ASU, we, you know, it was the Pac-10. I mean, it's hard to believe that eight of those 10 teams, or eight of those other nine, I guess let's put it that way, will no longer be in the same conference as us. Uh, that's that's a, a weird feeling. Yeah, I think, I, I've actually pondered this a little bit. I think our second biggest rival in terms of fan animosity may wind up being BYU. Could be. Because, one, because of the connection between Mesa high schools Mm -hmm. and BYU programs. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, there's a very large, uh, you know, Mormon population in the the East Valley especially. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I I think you're probably right as time goes on that that may be the case. Because I just, I I foresee Arizona obviously being number one, but that they will be the the school who we are recruiting against a lot in our backyard. Sure. Sure. You know, no, I, I agree. I mean, it'll be interesting um, to see how those things develop rivalries and, you know, does it, does a certain program over the next handful of years become, you know, the, the power program that, you know, everybody measures themselves against. Uh, there isn't that right now. Uh, you know, For football, maybe somebody, certainly. Exactly in football, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking basketball. Um, you know, you know, like does somebody in the next five years, you know, get to the playoff four times and win a championship? And it's like, well, okay, that's that's the measuring stick now. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see, yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, it, it'll be it'll just be different. I mean, and I guess you know, I, like I know today's the game, but I can't help but 
but look at this game with that feel. And I again, I, I know we're still going to play Arizona, so I suppose but you know, that, in reality, but last pack- week's game was kind of the the end. But but still, it's just it's just weird. Well, that Pacific Conference logo on the shoulder, right, is right. gone now. Yeah, it's gone. And this yeah. is the last I mean, game we'll have it. There is no bowl. The, yeah, and by know, spring just, ball, yeah. I guess they might keep it on, but. I don't know. I guess. They might take it off. And who cares? Because it's spring football. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. True, true. I mean, yeah, it's just odd. It's just odd to think that, like, that was the last time we'll see Oregon, which I guess we didn't actually talk about the Oregon game, and there's not a ton to talk about. Um, well, we, we did both. a really good job trying to help Bo Nix win the Heisman. We did. We did. Yeah, they they looked really good. Man. They have been <laughs> they have been really impressive. Um you know, since, I mean, even before, but since that Washington loss, like, they had no margin for error, and and they have beaten everybody they've played convincingly in that run, and that, I mean, you and I talked early in the year, like, okay, how does the Pac-12 get a playoff team, and, like, well, you need one or two teams to separate, and that's what happened. Like, mm-hmm. Oregon didn't slip up, Washington has one more game today, but even if they, even if they drop it, they go in 11-1, and one which would still give the conference a pretty good chance of making the playoff. If they win, I think, I think, it's that, a lot. I think that game next week is a play-in game. I, I mean, I would be surprised if the winner didn't get in. I agree. And, and I think I, I'm, I'm rooting for Washington in the Apple Cup because of that. Me I, too. Me too. I want that game to, <clears throat> to really matter. And, you know, it's it's weird because I know they're, you know, they're leaving the conference, but so is everybody, basically. Yeah. So it's like, hey, who who cares? It's not, it's not like it was going to be we thought maybe a few months ago, like, well, USC and UCLA are leaving. Well, I don't want them to, to win the last one. Or, you know, everybody's leaving, mm-hmm. um, except for Oregon State and Washington State, and who knows what's going to become of them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I want that game to really matter, and it feels like it's going to. But, yeah, Oregon, they didn't leave any doubt. I mean, I, you know, I think we both said we thought it would be, you know, one of those games that maybe was, you know, mildly competitive. I know I did. I thought yeah. Oregon would would you know maybe sleep through it a little and they did not man they i mean six touchdowns in the first six possessions is the opposite of sleeping through it yeah we as dillingham said we were outclassed they they we had were, more talent we and yeah. it showed like, yeah you know it was it was very impressive um you know and like i said that's you know that's what a big time team does and it's what they haven't done you know, especially the, the Cristobal years, you know, you go back to that 2019 game that they dropped here, a game that they were supposed to win. Uh, we were better, obviously, than this year's team. But still, that was, a you know, that was a classic, like, letdown game. And they, they didn't bring those into play this year. So, you know, Lanning is doing something right there. He, he appears to be a really good coach, I think, because, man, he, he they don't they don't slip up. And, and if Knicks doesn't get hurt at the end of last year, maybe – Maybe they win the Pac-12 last year too. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be for it's going to make for an interesting game between them and the Huskies. Um, I think so. Yeah, I mean they were objectively probably the better team in that game in in October, uh, certainly in the second half. But they you know they had the two or three fourth downs that they failed to get. Washington puts together the one drive you know late in the fourth and they win. I mean I saw. They opened as a seven and a half point favorite, which is kind of wild considering they lost to them. Uh, and yet I have a hard time arguing with it because since that game, Oregon has certainly looked like the better team. Yeah. Washington is kind of operating on a like 
Iowa football model in that like they they're doing enough to win the games. They are, but they're they not are. really like you know. We'll see what happens against Washington State, but they're not really beating the doors off anybody. Yeah, no, I mean, I they I played think, us close. Uh, <laughs> if I'm remembering right, I think every game they've won since has been one score or less. Maybe maybe Stanford they won by ten, but it was it was close in the fourth. Um, or something, they won by 9 or 10, but yeah, I mean, they struggled against us, they, you know, shoot out against SC, I think they won that button by 10 also, but again, that was a three-point game, they scored late, um, but they keep winning, you know, to, to their credit, you know, their November stretch, USC, Utah, Oregon State, I didn't think they would survive that stretch 3-0, and I was hoping they'd get through a 2-1 and and not drop two, but they won all three, so, uh, you know, you're right, I mean, they haven't been as impressive, but, but wins are wins, and they're getting them. Well, at this point, you know, they are two wins away from being yeah. in. Like, yeah, for in. sure. For sure. So. A 13 and 0 conference champ is not getting left out. You know, Oregon, I think they'll be in if they win. I suppose the, the worry if you're an Oregon fan is the, you know, Alabama beats Georgia. Do both teams go? Uh, does Texas factor, you know, like how does that measure up things like that? Well, or how about Ohio State? Michigan play a very tight game. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I mean, the loser of that could still. Now, I feel like. If it's Michigan, they want to keep Michigan out. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I, <laughs> I think if Ohio State loses, they're not totally done unless they get beat soundly today. But if it's if Michigan loses, I do. I mean, I think with the Harbaugh stuff plus the very weak non-conference schedule that they played, I think that'll that'll give them justification to say, well, they, they weren't good enough. Yeah. And, you know, they have themselves to blame for the non-conference schedule. They canceled the UCLA game. Not that UCLA is great, but it, it would have been a feather in their cap that they, they don't have. And that was their decision to cancel it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens today with them. Um, that's I can't wait to watch that game and see how it shakes out. But but uh, I still think Oregon is, is going to go if they win next week. Um but I guess it's maybe not a hundred percent certain with, uh, you know, other factors, uh, you know, Florida state's a wild card too, with Jordan Travis getting hurt. Yeah. They you got know, the Gators uh, today in a rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I, and yet I still think if Florida state wins both games today and, and the ACC title game, they're going to go because yeah. then they would have kind of answered the question of like, well, are they, are they no good without Jordan Travis? And if they beat Florida, who isn't great, obviously but you know it's on the road and then you know if you beat louisville who's 10 and 1 like you you've kind of shut the people up that say oh you're you're no good without him yeah so let's let's do a territorial cup prediction before we get too far afield yes yes i guess we have you know I, uh, my mind wanders when it comes to college football i uh i'm i'm not confident but i will pick the devils to win in an upset um just in a slot, I think it's going to be a sloppy, mucky game, and I think we'll win twenty to nineteen. I was going to say something along the same lines. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm deluding myself. I certainly might be, but I just, I don't know. I kind of got a, I got a decent feeling about it. I could eat these words. I could have to really, you know, say, well, I guess my feelings. I can't trust them, but I'm, I'm picking us to win too because why not? In a way, um, I was going to go. I was going to go twenty four, twenty three. Uh, you know, just kind of one of those like 
ugly type affairs. We'll just throw everything out there, uh, you know, trick plays and, you know, seven different guys taking snaps at quarterback and you hold know, them uh, to I a mean, lot of field goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one thing like Arizona's had a very good year, I'll give them, give them credit. But if you look at their road results, you know, they lost to Mississippi state who isn't good. They lost to USC who turned out not to be very good. Uh, they beat Stanford by one. They beat Colorado by three on a last second field goal. And neither of those teams is very good. They're both yeah. going to finish with losing records. Now they did blow out Washington state. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, that was an impressive win, but but Washington state isn't very good as it turns out. So, you know, like not to say we're very good, we're not, but you know, they haven't been overwhelmingly impressive on the road. Um, yeah, you know, either lost to not so good teams or barely beat not so good teams. So that gives me a, a little bit of confidence. Yeah, I agree. Um, They've been better at home. Let's say that. You know, they they had a their schedule broke their way that the good teams they played were mostly all at home. They played Oregon State at home, Utah, UCLA, Washington, who they played tough, all at home. You know, it. it I mean, they took advantage of it. Credit to them, but it, it did break their way a bit. Yeah. Uh, you you alluded to Jaden Daniels, so let's talk about it. Um, yeah, I, I think we kind of have to, to be fair to the kid. He is going to get a New York invite. I think that's, For sure. that's For sure. a lock and, at this point. Yeah, and, and if the Pac-12 title game doesn't result in one of the quarterbacks like playing really well and winning, he might win the award. Yeah. I mean, he's had a great year, you know, like – it's frustrating because I don't really like him, but it but it's also frustrating because I think, man, between him and Chip Trainum and Ricky Pearsall and Johnny Wilson, and you just think about the the amount of offensive talent that should still be on this team or could still be on this team, uh, and and the little we got out of all that. Mm-hmm. That's what's most frustrating. Like maybe some of them would be gone if they'd stayed here. Or, you know, they they whatever. But uh, gosh, man! Like those, those are some good players that we got almost nothing out of. Yeah, yeah. The best we got is what eight four in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty one. Excuse me. Yeah, and yeah, you know, they had all the time. Ta- you know, this is why the, the recruiting, the hype was real. But the, it was, you know, it was. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, the the. The hell we're recruiting better. Like it's hard to argue when you see what some of these people are doing. Starting mostly with Daniels. Although I I want to raise a point that you had brought up earlier. I don't know if we Mm -hmm. were recording, but this was a few weeks ago. It's like, was there anything to the fact that we treated him like he could do no wrong from the moment he set foot on campus, as opposed to what LSU is doing? I do. I do. I think (laughs) he's gone to LSU and he's been coached. Um, and, and the talent was always there. I don't think we ever debated the talent. I mean, you know, like, but, but it didn't progress. I mean, you saw in 2019 as a true freshman, this kid's good. He can run, he can throw, he, you know, I mean, there was, there was never a doubt. Like, I don't, I'm not saying I knew he was going to be this good, but there wasn't much doubt that like, he could play at this level. Yeah. He could play at this level. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, like it, it, but it had to be coached, and yeah, I think in some ways they they made him the owner of the program maybe a little too quick. 
um, and built a sense of entitlement there that like he could he could do no wrong, as you just said. He you know no matter what he did, he was the golden boy, and he probably didn't earn it as much as he should have. Um, and also, you know, our coaching in general clearly left something to be desired. Because, you know, beyond him, Johnny Wilson, I mean, he he didn't do much of anything here in two years. Now he's gone to Florida State, and he's been a really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's not just Daniels that it's like, oh, well, he wasn't very, you know. I mean, it's it's a, it's a fair amount of guys that you look at and say, they should have been better. They did, Or, I mean, look at defensively, too. A guy like Merlin Robertson, mm-hmm. you know, started out really well and, and never really progressed. Never really got better. Uh, you know, so the talent was there, but you do wonder, like, had they all stayed and, you know, the rules violations never come to light and we still have Herb and we still have, you know, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels and Antonio Pierce and all of them. Are they as successful as they are separately? Probably not based mm-hmm. on what we saw. No, you wouldn't think so. I don't know, but I can't deny, I mean, we have, I have been critical of, of the kid's shortcomings and I think they're still there in a way, but he's gotten much, much better. And, and he's, I mean, he could end up being a first round pick. Uh, wouldn't I mean, he started to get that kind of buzz and discussion. And I mean, between the, the way he's improved as a passer and his, his mobility, like, you know, hard for me to argue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, so, He's been great for them. He has. He has. And especially this year with a with a bad defense, uh, you know, they, they probably with a with a mediocre offense, they're probably fighting for bowl eligibility because their defense has been horrendous this year. And and you know, if they win today, they'll finish nine and three. You know, it's hard to deny the obvious. Uh, and the obvious is that he's had a great year and and you know, if he if he wins the Heisman, is it going to be a bitter pill to swallow? Yeah, yeah. very much. <laughs> but but I I'd have a hard time saying he's not deserving of it. Last year he was getting some buzz, you know, after they beat Alabama, and I'm like, you know, they weren't great offensively last year. They were much better defensively, and I'm like, well, we're just we're just picking the quarterback of a team that's surprising. This year he's he's deserving of it. Yeah. Um. Let's quickly bounce around some of the other games. You, you know, you mentioned Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I'm curious who you're rooting for in this game. And I don't know. That's a that's a good question, and I've gone back and forth on it. I think it's going to be one of those games that, as the game goes along, I'll I'll develop a rooting interest. Uh, I like Michigan. I like Jim Harbaugh. I, I do. I've, I've liked Harbaugh since he was at Stanford. I liked him at the Forty ers Um. And, and I know he's not there for the game um, on the sideline, but, you know, it still reflects on him. And, and so I, I suppose, you know, 51-49, uh, I, I would say I'm rooting for Michigan, but I, you know, I did see Ohio State this year. I've grown to respect their program and like what they do too. And so I, I'm just anxious to watch it, honestly. Yeah. That, that'll be obviously the, the marquee matchup of the day. For sure, yeah, um, yeah. Fox gets the, you know, you can see the other pro, the other networks sort of scheduled it that way too. That like the other big games or, or you know, sort of big games between the top teams, they stayed away from that uh, noon Eastern slot. There'll be a lot of eyeballs on that one. Yeah, I am. 
be on the Territorial Cup excited for the Florida-Florida State game. Me too. Uh, me too. I'm intrigued uh, to see what Florida State looks like without Travis. I, it's going to it's gonna be a reflection on Norvell's coaching. If he it can, is. It is. And, and, and you know, the this. other kid has had some playing time. Like, Travis got banged up a couple times last year, and, and Rodemaker played, and, uh, you know, so it's not like he's never played a meaningful snap. He's, he's you know, played some, not a ton, but but some, and, um, I, I mean, he's not Jordan Travis, but they've got a good defense, and they've got good receivers, and, uh, you know, like, it, I don't think they should fall apart without Travis. Well, now, Norvell's- is Rodemaker, you know, Cardale Jones, I, I don't know about that, but, but you know, who knows, maybe. Well, and Norvell is an offensive coach. Like, he this is, is his bread and is. butter. So, to the and you've extent... you whole week now to kind of to adapt. Yeah. You know, if Travis gets hurt in the first quarter of the Florida game, and you bring, you know, and it's like, oh, man, we got to change our game plan on the fly, and the quarterback run stuff kind of goes out, and, you know, but now you've had the whole week to put in a game plan that He's taking the reps. Kid. He's so taking we'll all see. the reps, too, this week. For sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, we'll... We'll see. Um, you know, Florida has been an interesting team this year. They've, they've, you know, been really good offensively. Their defense has been bad, and they, you know, they dropped four in a row and need the need the win to to go to a bowl. Which, you know, for Billy Napier in year two, a losing season would be a, a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, like that the, the Wolves are going to be at the door if he has a losing season in year two. A lot of pressure next year. Um, but there's going to be a lot of pressure either way. That's how mm-hmm. it is. Uh, you know, but. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of fascinated by that game too, and man, I mean, I haven't said it, but God, what a what a rough bit of you know bad luck for Jordan Travis. Yeah, like been such a huge part of that turnaround, you know, and at senior night he gets hurt like that, and on the you know first quarter, like gosh, man, that's that's one of those that makes you think like the you know there is no justice in sports for all the times you see like something perfect Disney movie type ending. Like, God dang, that one is rough. Yeah. Agreed. I also, I'm interested to see that game. Yeah. I'm also intrigued because it's, it's sort of also as an ASU fan, a a what if battle between two guys (laughs) who at different times you thought, well, maybe that guy's the next head coach of ASU. That's true. That's true. And, and, uh, two of our former receivers, Pearsall at Florida and Wilson at Florida State, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of ASU connections, more than I I didn't even think about. You're right. Both coaches, uh, not only were our offensive coordinators, but but you know had the feel of hey, maybe maybe they'll coach here. Maybe they'll be the head coach. Yeah. I, well, I mean, with with Norvell, it was well, let him go to Memphis, and then sure. Graham will be done, and we'll have an opening. Now, little did we know he'd be so successful at Memphis. That, that, he'd get, that he'd get a rate, you know, on the yeah. radar for yeah, a place like Florida State. Yeah, and Napier yeah. was, you know, had they h- hired him instead of Herm, yeah, I think yeah. people would have been like, okay, all right. It probably would have. I mean, it would have been a risk. It would have been the Kenny um, Dillingham hire, but it would have four years earlier. Yes, it would have. Um, but you know, we also certainly took a risk with Herm, and that risk blew up in our face in grand, grand fashion. So. You know, could it have? I mean, this is a this is a legitimate question, although it's rhetorical. If we hired Napier, could it have been worse than what happened with Herm? Not at the end of three years. Certainly not at the end. No, I mean, I guess maybe maybe he goes, you know, uh, three and nine, and four and eight, and three and nine, and he gets fired after three years. And at least at least with Herm, we did have you know a couple of winning seasons, and a, you know, but 
the way he left the program, it's it's hard to imagine it could have been left in worse shape by yeah. anyone. No, we had um, we had the mirage of hope. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, I mean, you know that there there was a two and a half year span, basically. You know, nineteen. I mean, I guess he was here in eighteen, right? Eighteen was his first year. Um, and they they went. What, what do we do in eighteen? Am I right? Eighteen was his first year, right, with Manny Wilkins. Uh, yeah. Herm's first, yeah. Then, then nineteen, they got Daniels. Um, I'm, you know, identifying it by the QB to remember. And we had uh, you know, I mean, at the end of 2019, I've said this to you before. Like, if you had told me when that Sun Bowl ended on New Year's Eve 2019, uh, you know what was to come, I wouldn't have believed you, because like there was there was legitimate hope and optimism and and good reasons for it. It wasn't just blind faith. Like we'd recruited well, we had talent, we we'd had a pretty good year in nineteen with a true freshman quarterback. But man, between the unfortunate, you know, uh, worldwide COVID outbreak that ruined the twenty twenty season, and then everything that happened after that to submarine twenty one, and then even worse twenty two, it's just it's a rough go. Yeah, yeah. I'll always wonder if twenty twenty is a normal season. You know. Is there enough? I'm not saying we would have won the national title or made the playoff, but you know, could we have won the Pac-12? Maybe uh, you'll never know. Well, I mean, I could mean, we? Can't, could can't we have done out, it in 21 if 20 was a normal year? Exactly. That, exactly. You know. Yeah. I mean, you just you just wonder because it was so. I mean, I know it's different for everybody, but certainly for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten more than the other conferences, it was extremely weird. The season gets canceled, then it gets restarted. You know, you got guys' mentality is we're not playing, then then we are. Uh, then you know, games are canceled, and I mean, it, you know, it's it, it just wonder. Uh, again, there's no answer to well, it. Well, and also we'll know, the official recruiting violations we were caught for were dead true, period tampering, true. which <laughs> that's true would never have happened. I, I mean, that's also true. Yeah, you, you know, there's there's so many what ifs to to play out with that, but um, you just you know, we went in at the end of the 19 season. It felt like there was such a positive momentum around the program and, and we never got to see what that could have been. Maybe it wouldn't have been anything. I mean, maybe, maybe we go six and six that year and we're still in the same position of thinking, boy, that Herm hire was not good, but it'll always make me wonder. Yeah. Agreed. But the bottom line could, you know, if we'd hired Napier, would we be in better shape? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's another one you don't know, but uh, I think I probably would have taken my chances with it not being as bad right now as it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, that leads to a, another thought, which is maybe Napier gets that job. He still takes the Florida job. You still mm-hmm. hire Kenny Dillingham, <laughs> yeah, but, maybe. but the cupboard is not so barren when uh, he takes over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, and that's why, you know, you said it early on in this conversation that it's kind of a house money year. I, I think you have to look at it that way if you're anything realistic because, man, there's just, there just wasn't much left here. I mean, he, you know, he got here in December and and just had to, like, piece it together. And, I mean, at, at least he scratched out a couple wins in the back half of the year and, 
mean, mm-hmm. if they could win today and, and you could finish three and three in the second half with a win over Arizona to, to, you know, put a bow on it, like, man, I, I, it's hard to say you feel good about a four and eight year, but I would feel pretty good about a four and eight year, just given how, how bad it looked like it could be. Yeah. Well, and also when you start getting into like, he was playing quarterbacks who <laughs> the fourth who are quarterbacks. Yeah. Who are fourth <laughs> on the roster or not quarterbacks right, since high school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the injuries just, they, they took a team that had very little margin for error, if any, and, and erase that margin for error. Uh, you know, I mean, when you when you didn't have much talent in the first place, and then your offensive line and your quarterback position both just get decimated. Uh, it's hard. Uh, I mean, you know, now the excuses only last a certain amount of time. Like you said, it. We got to rebuild that offensive line. We got to have better depth. We got to have better talent. Um, and we got to do something at quarterback. I don't know if it's Jaden Rashada, mm-hmm. or if there's another guy out there, or maybe it's a combination of both. Um, but you know, it's it's got to be a lot better. Uh, quick, quick check. By the way, we did our over unders on the offensive numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, we went over on the total touchdowns. We've already gone over that twenty two when we set it at nineteen and a half, and we went over on the second half touchdowns too. The points though are interesting. One game left. We set the total at two hundred nine and a half. We have one ninety. Yeah. And the not the second half points. Weirdly, we need the same amount. We set it at ninety nine and a half. We have eighty. Do we get to either one? By your prediction, we would barely get to the total. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we get to the second half one. Seems I, unlikely, unless unless your prediction is that we score all 20 in the second half. It's three to nothing at halftime, and then we win 20 to 19 with 20 second half points. Yeah, I mean, I think... That seems unlikely. But. I think we can get three touchdowns today, or, I, I think or so. two touchdowns and a pair of field goals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... A, I'll tell you what, it makes me feel good about the line I set there when I was sitting outside Ford Field yeah. after the disaster of Fresno State and I came up with 209 and a half. Pretty, pretty, pretty spot good. on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's competitive to the wire. Yeah. You you got a second career as an odds I, maker in Vegas. I mean, I'm going to say that one came out pretty good. I did the math on that. I figured how many points we had plus nine more games and, you know, like taking out the shutout, what would it mean? And like, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that projection. Yeah. As you should. Um, but, but the bottom line is, I mean, it's sad that 209 and a half is, is maybe out of reach or barely going to be within reach. Uh, you know, I mean, I believe as bad as Iowa has been offensively, I think they have more points than us. I think I looked at that. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, they had a blowout victory over Nebraska, 13-10. So. 13-10, classic. A classic Iowa win for 2023, man. Yeah. I mean, like, you throw in a tie game, you throw an interception with less than a minute to go. The opponent has the ball at midfield with 23 seconds to go, and they somehow won in regulation. Like, with, that with, just does not happen. With someone who hadn't attempted a field goal all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they are uh, – it's a, it's a charmed life being them, uh, I guess. Uh, you know, and, I mean – you think about it, were it not for that sort of controversial overturn of the punt return touchdown against Minnesota, they would be a playoff contender right now. Yeah. They'd be 11-1 and one if that play stands. Yeah. And it probably should have stood. I mean, that was one of those, like, I, I don't know, you hear different opinions, but probably should have. I thought but so. But yeah, Iowa has 216 points this year. So so we need four touchdowns. Yeah, to, to catch get to Iowa. Yeah, yeah. 
So there, you, I mean, that that's kind of uh, puts it in perspective of how bad the offense has been when you know the team that's been parodied for how bad their offense is has scored more points than us. Granted, they played one more game to this point. Yeah. But, I mean, but they had more in 11 games because, as you said, they only had 13 yesterday. So that means they went into yesterday with two or three. Yeah. We need we need four touchdowns and yeah. three successful extra points. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't I don't like the chances. I will say if we get that many points, I think we can win. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's a game that it just feels like it feels like you got to throw everything out there and, and you just got to stay in it. Like if you're down, you know, fourteen three at the end of one, you're probably in trouble. Because I just don't know. We, you know, you just gotta hang in. You gotta, you gotta be, you know, tied at the half. You gotta be down four going into the fourth, something like that. Where it's like, hey, you know, we need one drive. Well, if we need any more than one, we probably don't have it. In an interview this week, Dillingham basically said that you know he's like, when there's no adversity. This team does well. Like that, yeah. we're, we are a yeah. momentum team. If things are rolling, they keep rolling. If things are sputtering, they keep sputtering. Yes. Well, and I mean, the last four weeks have really illustrated that. <laughs> well, you know, like one on, one off. Like we 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 play well against Washington State. We win. We get the doors blown off by Utah. Game that was over at you know the fourteen minute mark of the first quarter. Um, then we beat UCLA. And then we have another one that was basically over, you know, uh, three minutes in when, you know, Oregon scores and like, well, that, that's it. We're, we're done. So, yeah, it really does feel like you got to you got to stay in it. You got to make them sweat. You got to, you know, get to the second half and and think like, well, OK, if we, you know, we get a turnover, we get a big play. Well, all of a sudden we got the lead and oh, wow, we, we could win this game. I also want to just throw something <laughs> out there. I think we need maroon top gold pants against blue top red pants every time. I agree. Well, and, and I know we've got the maroon gold today with Sparky on the helmet. I saw, yeah. which I love. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how it ought to be. Uh, I'm okay that it's not that way every single game, even though I'd like it as an old school old fuddy duddy. Um, but you know, like for Arizona. I would like to always see the traditional look for both teams. Yeah. Give me, uh, give me the, the white helmet with the block a yes. Give me the gold helmet with the sparky. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and at the very least give me maroon and gold. Uh, you know, I remember I think it was 2015, maybe mm-hmm. it was a game here. We wore those copper uniforms, you know, yeah. like well, they I, just, wore the, I just don't like it. They wore the, anthracite helmets or something right here it's right. like, just get, I'm not a fan yeah just you know ucla and usc set how to do this you yeah. each wear your home yeah. jerseys and i agree i would yeah. love to see that i agree but i'm i'm also even okay with like okay down there we wear we wear white, white with with maroon okay like you know but at least the the traditional look the maroon gold the the you know sparky on the helmet no you know no black jerseys, no coppers, no black So it should helmets, be maroon, you know? gold, white, and a gold helmet versus yes. red, blue, white with a white helmet. Yes, yes, correct. I, I totally think so. Uh, again, it's not up to us. We're old and stodgy. But, yeah, I, I think to me, you know, that was one of those, like, I think Kenny Dillingham sort of gets it. 
And, I, and I'm not saying he's spending a lot of time on this stuff, but this stuff, you know, that's that's what the head coach has to worry about, that the offensive coordinator doesn't. You know, what what kind of uniforms are we wearing for the Arizona game? And that was just a sign, like, all right, I think this guy gets ASU. Like, you know, let's let's wear the traditional look. It's the last Pac-12 game. It's Arizona. Let's let's not do anything weird. Yeah. Um. Anything else that you want to touch on around the college uh, landscape? I don't think. I don't think we've. Uh, I mean, I I've been thinking about the Jaden Daniels topic for a couple of weeks. Felt like we probably should discuss it since we've we've criticized him plenty. Um, but no, I think I think that's about it. I think mm-hmm. that's you know uh, we'll see what happens today. I'm 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 uh, anxious, but also a little bit like uh, don't don't go too fast, man. You know, like this is this is the last game we have until August. That's a long time to wait. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up here so that this will be in your feeds in time for uh, your pregame festivities. That's right. But we'll be back to talk about that game and to talk about the up and down ASU basketball season. Yeah, yeah. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.